Welcome to episode two of Investment Insights at Aubrey Capital Management. My name's Andrew Ward, and I'm joined again by my colleague Rob Brewis, one of our investment managers in the Emerging Market team. The Emerging Market team have been looking at China, uh, particularly why it's better at these things. And that's the title of our discussion today. Uh, China, why it's better at these things. So question one, Rob. There's a lot of scepticism about China's handling of this coronavirus crisis and whether the numbers are believable and whether China really has come through this as unscathed, relatively speaking, as it appears. What is your view on this? Yes, there might have been some covering up early doors in Wuhan. And yes, there have been some definitional adjustments, shall we say, to the numbers, such as starting to count asymptomatic cases. Uh, And by the way, how many of those will there be in the UK or the US, which we'll never know about. But we have a hunch that the very low numbers of coronavirus cases being recorded in China today are pretty accurate. In other words, they are now on top of it and in the process of gradually returning to normal. And if that assumption is a fraction right, then China has come through this an order of magnitude better than most of its richer and more developed peers. And it clearly has nothing to do with health spending or indeed much to do with the extent of lockdowns and the like. Who knows where we will end, but deaths per 100,000 population look like being about 0.3 in China versus 15 in the US and still climbing and over 50 in Spain. So why is that? Well, if you had to design the government structure to tackle something like this, you would be hard pressed to come up with anything better suited than China's. A single party, authoritative state, with party members deeply embedded throughout society, high levels of surveillance and personal registration, and complete coverage of some of the best social media technology companies in the world. Thanks, Rob. Can you give any examples of what they might do differently from the rest of the world? There are two anecdotes which might illustrate this. First, an expatriate friend of mine is based in Hong Kong, but his business is in China and he spends much of his time in and around Shanghai. Despite being comfortably isolated in Hong Kong, he decided that he needed to get back into China mid-April, having heard that they were closing the borders to foreign visa holders. He flew into Shanghai to be, as expected, marched off for two weeks quarantine. So what does that mean? Firstly, it means an eight-hour processing in the airport before being escorted to a makeshift holding hotel where he is tested, then locked in a room with a most generous two bottles of water for the night. The test proves negative, so next up is a police escort to his apartment in Shanghai, where he is again locked in. This is effectively in the form of an alarm being fitted to the door, which, if opened unauthorised, sends an immediate warning to the monitoring WeChat group, which includes the local police, the building janitor and local party members. To take delivery of food, an appointment needs to be made, the food delivered to the doorstep, and once the deliverer has left, the door opened to accept the delivery before being sealed up once again. Now that is proper isolation. Second, In Beijing, a few weeks ago, there was a mini outbreak of five or six cases. The story behind that is also illuminating with regards to their approach. An overseas student had made his way home only to be landed in quarantine, no doubt similar to that of my friend in Shanghai. 
In this case, he was tested a number of times during quarantine, and these tests returned negative results. On his release, however, he returned to the family's community of neighbours and friends, only to fall ill after a few days, as he had contracted the virus after all. He was the source of all the other cases. The machine then burst into action and the situation was controlled quickly. And this included, within a few days, a full and public release by the authorities of exactly how this happened, who was affected, where they lived, where they had been, etc. Not only did this approach calm what had become a very nervous community, it also informed everyone who might have been at risk whether they need to take further action. In other words, the Chinese authorities are now adopting extreme disclosure, perhaps as a backlash from that earlier reticence. Thanks. So what are your conclusions from this with regards to China's path to recovery, as well as the possibility of any future outbreaks? The case in Beijing coincided with the peak of a mini import-led spike in cases, which included the well-publicised outbreak in Harbin, which was largely imported from Russia. This resulted in cinemas being reclosed, school openings delayed again, and other daily restrictions reimposed or extended for a while longer. While this will also unwind in time, behaviour does take time to recover. Factories may be working fully again and shops and restaurants open, but the malls and gyms and restaurants are still far from full. Temperature sensors, widespread use of masks and one metre spacing are with us for a while. Interestingly, it's one metre in China and, uh, and two in Korea. So while we're not concerned about the direction of travel, which points to steady recovery, the pace may vary from sector to sector. And finally, despite widespread global scepticism about the recorded numbers in China, and also concern about whether there is likely to be another wave, we would argue that the evidence about today's remaining cases suggests that disclosure is good. Whether it has been all the way through is largely irrelevant, unless perhaps you have an imminent election to win. And further, the natural advantages discussed above, as well as the systems they now have in place, suggest that China is the last place you need to worry about that second wave. Thank you. That was Rob Brewis, Investment Manager at Aubrey Capital Management. He was discussing why is China better at this in relation to its handling of the coronavirus crisis. You can also hear episode one of our Investment Insights. Search for Aubrey Capital Management in your podcast search box or go to our website at www.aubreycm.co.uk. You can also find us on LinkedIn and Twitter. Our regulatory disclaimer is in the podcast description. We'll be back soon. Goodbye.